Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Here we go. I've stayed with the same script, which is I'd be surprised if the Bears didn't stick and pick Caleb Williams. They they made the move last year. They traded off that pick. They got assets. They've built up a, a good, solid nucleus. They gave Justin Fields another year where he made strides. He improved. Nobody questions that. Um, the trend line is pointing in the positive direction. But I don't know that he showed enough that it would take away the opportunity to reset the clock take Caleb Williams, and then now you have a pick you're going to get back from Justin Fields to add to the ninth pick that you're going to have to build around your new quarterback. That's what feels like the likely thing to me. It's felt like that for some time. Mully Ed Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. That is the voice of Daniel Jeremiah uh, talking about the Bears and what their draft plan is and um, – and I don't know how much you want to argue with that. I don't think – I think that a lot of what we're hearing is sort of the sensible, logical conclusion to a process that is ongoing. And and I, I do believe that's accurate. I, I think the Bears are going to draft Caleb Williams, yeah. and I think they're going to trade Justin Fields. And I, it's imminent. I think it is imminent. It feels like it's inevitable. It does. And it's just a matter of when, not if, and what they can get and what they can drum up in terms of a marketplace. Caleb Williams has arrived. He is addressing the media in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine at the podium. We'll do what we can to find out what he says. Yeah. We'll it's try to turn it around crowd, for you. Yeah. Big crowd surrounding him. Probably the main event of the week. People mm-hmm. have waited all week for Caleb Williams to – Say what he's going to say, and uh, he's the uh, he's the star attraction, and this is all he will do. He won't 
He won't submit to medical testing. He's not going to throw. Tom Brady will be more active at the NFL Combine this week than Caleb Williams will, <laughs> running his 40-yard dash at 5.28 uh, as 20, 34 years after he did it. Not That's 34. crazy. Wait, he's, he's 46. 46. Uh, 24 years after he did it at the he NFL Combine. He ran a Combine. faster time at 46 out of the NFL than he did going into the NFL. That just means one thing to me. What is that? He's coming back. There you go. He's coming back. I, I'm, not, I'm just going to say this, and I know you're going to get upset at me, but wouldn't he make a great backup to Caleb Williams? <laughs> he would. He would. You'd love that story. It'd be a great story. He could, he he could would, stop a losing streak. He's backing up nobody, not even Greg Olson. Let's uh, get to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. We'll start with Craig. He's waited patiently in Northbrook. Hey, Craig. What's up, Craig? Oh, no. Just when I said he was patient, he turned impatient. Let's try Rob. He's on the Odyssey app. Hey, Rob. Hey, guys. Hey, great show. Hey, uh, do you guys think there's any truth to Atlanta going all in for Kirk Cousins? I know on their websites they're now saying the Atlanta owner is looking to uh, do anything to get him. Or do you think this is just a smokescreen to lower the asking price of Justin Fields? No, I, th- I think they would be fixated on Kirk Cousins. That would make a lot of sense for the right. Atlanta Falcons. They have the money. He would he would fit there. They, they could got sell so that. much weaponry. They got a lot of good. They weaponry. really do. I I really believe that the more this goes on, I wonder if Justin Fields would be option three, Plan C well, that's in Atlanta. Why you would want to trade him quicker than, as soon as you can because the the free agent market hasn't opened as soon yet. as you can. Yeah, because the longer this goes on, the Falcons may talk themselves into boy, Kirk Cousins looks affordable. Boy. J.J. McCarthy you know looks, what the problem McCarthy with Kirk good? Cousins is? And I, I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a good dude. You know, um, I enjoyed that quarterback mm-hmm. uh, documentary and him taking Tuesdays to play with the kid and all that stuff. The problem with Kirk Cousins is that he's getting a little long in the tooth. And that is a short-term answer for a team. That is not a long-term answer. Right. You know, Justin Fields is 24 years old. Is that what he is? 20, 24, right? Different scenarios, different price tags. Yes. Different patience levels. If you're the Atlanta Falcons, you could see with Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson building with Justin Fields and, and trying to make a foundational move with yes. limited draft capital having to give up, whereas Kirk Cousins is a, we're all in, we're going to overpay for the veteran quarterback, but we're ready to win now. Are they ready to win now? I don't know. In that division, Honestly. you could always convince yourself so you're going to be good enough to win the division if you get Kirk Cousins because that's a division that is definitely winnable. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of priorities, and that does matter in Chicago what the Falcons' priority level is. Do they want to, depending on you know, spend the money or give up the draft capital? Good question. Okay, your guy Caleb Williams speaking now at the Combine was asked about landing with the Bears, and he said, quote, it's pretty exciting if you can go into a situation like that. It is. Good answer. I think you definitely like to hear that. You definitely like to hear the guy that could create all the excitement that he will create. And people will get over Justin Fields being traded. People will get past that. Yep. It may take the first 300-yard game and three touchdowns when he beats the Packers, but people will get past and over, Justin Fields, once they see Caleb Williams, if that's indeed the direction this all goes. And Caleb Williams also has confirmed that he's only going to do medicals with the teams that he visits. Makes sense, I guess. It's a, certainly a new way of doing business. 
Marvin Harrison Jr. is doing it differently as well. I That's think he's right. receiving less fanfare and maybe criticism for that or, or, or skepticism. Let me ask you about that for a second. I, I think that one of the interesting elements here, and we've talked a little bit about it, is that Caleb Williams is a guy that comes into the league with, what, $10 million in his bank account. He's got a net worth of $10 million based on the NIL stuff and, and all of that. So you look at him, and he's already got some deals in place, yep. and he's making some money. Obviously, the real money is, is in the NFL in the second contract. Um, but that, that's a lot of cabbage. $10 million as a college athlete, that's an, it's almost unprecedented You're comfortable. to come out with yes. that kind of dough. And so you can call your shots a you little can. bit. You're not fearful of not having a job. You're not fearful of not getting that check. So Marvin Harrison Jr., okay. yeah. I'm sure he got Same his deal. share. I'm sure he did okay with the NIL stuff, but he's also the son of a Hall of Famer who had who made a lot of money in his career. I, and I'm not criticizing people with deep pockets, but doesn't that make it easier for you to decide that I'm doing something unprecedented? It most certainly does because these kind of decisions made by Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. in these specific examples reflects more on the marketplace than it does the individual. Make judgments about the changing state of college football and the NIL and what that does to draft prospects more than draw conclusions about the personality or the diva-like qualities of guys like Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't think that's fair. Caleb Williams certainly, by agreeing to submit to medical testing by the teams that he visits, that tells me that he's not afraid of something showing up as much as he might be afraid of the just sharing randomly or openly his medicals with 32 NFL teams that really there's going to be 25 of them that have no business ha having that information. Um, Caleb Williams says that he is Aaron Rodgers' size. <laughs> says that he weighs 215 yep. and he's between 6'1 and 6'2. Well, if that's the case... He's going to find out for sure if he submits to the measuring. And if that's the case, I'd like, it, I'd like the comp. That's confidence right there. Yes. Comparing yourself to Aaron Rodgers tells me that he will not lack confidence, which is no surprise. If he's 6'1", he's good. If he's 5'11", yeah, okay, might be some concerns. Caleb Williams uh, said at the Combine that he met with the Bears for roughly 10 minutes. I enjoyed the meeting, is what he said. I'm told he's very well-spoken, and he's doing a really good job. You can with hear this. that on the podcast, yep. any interview that he yes. has done. He's definitely well-spoken. He has definitely uh, got a little bit of a, a, a wry sense of humor, perhaps. And we have uh, Caleb Williams from right. his own voice. You we're going to listen to Caleb Williams at the NFL Scouting Combine, and uh, here it is. No, um, not doing things. Uh, it was a decision by me and my team, my family, um, and it comes down to that. Caleb in Chicago, fans are always divided about the quarterback. Yeah. Probably the most toxic time just trying to decide what is the best route. What would you say to the fans of Chicago about the player and person that they would be getting if you were to be drafted? I'd say uh, the player and person that they'd be getting, a uh, person that cares for his teammates, 
Um, some of y'all may have seen, some of y'all may have not. Um, I try to take care of all my guys, uh, no matter if you've been fourth on the depth chart or you know you're the you're the star player. Um, so I care for my teammates, and then the other part is I'm a, I'm a fierce competitor, as you may have seen after you know some games. I mean, the Bears are, was an eight and nine team last year, um, I believe, and uh, seven and seven to ten. Sorry, and and um, you know that's that's pretty good for a team that has the first pick. Um, and and they got a good defense. Um, they got good players on offense, um, and and you know it's it's pretty exciting. You know if you could go into a situation like that. Yep. Whole lot of dominant quarterback play? No, no, not at all. Um, I don't compare myself to the other guys. Um, you know that's there or been there. Um, I think I'm my own player and. Um, you know, I, I, I tend to like to, you know, create history and, and rewrite history. Yeah, um, this is one of the seasons that it's, it's none like, you know, any other season that I've had uh, to where I've been so close to being either neutral or, or um, close to, you know, having a losing record. And so... Um, it was tough for me. Um, like I said, I'm a competitor. I like to win. And so, you know, being that close to losing was, was difficult for me. But, um, you know, I had people in my corner to, to help me and, and, and figure out, you know, the, the energy and feeling that I, was, that I was feeling. I think it's important going into um, situations because there's nobody in, you know, in the first part of the draft that would be, you know, early in the draft. And I expect myself to go high, um, you know, to be a, 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 a 12 and whatever team or, you know, it's, it's, you know, the, the teams are going to be, um, at least from the year before, um, it's kind of going to be how I went into USC, uh, where they were four and eight and, and things like that. So just, you know, just preparing for those moments. And I think last year was a, was a perfect example for me. Yeah. Um, I learned, um, either you grow from something like that and Lincoln sat me down, um, after maybe our, um, loss to Utah, I believe, and he sat me down and, and he said, either you grow from something like this or uh, you keep feeling this feeling and, you know, you'll stay where you are. What do you say about your height and size? Over my what? My height? Um, it's the first time I'm hearing about my height and size. I'm, you know, I'm around Aaron Rodgers size and, and maybe weight too. Uh, 215, uh, 220 and 6162. So. Yeah, so for the medical stuff, I'll be doing the medical stuff, just not here in Indy. I'll be doing it at the team interviews. Um, you know, not 32 teams can draft me. Uh, there's only one of me. Um, and so uh, the teams that I go to for my visit, um, you know, those teams will have the, the medical, and, and, and that'll be it. Um, I didn't feel the need to, to go out and throw. Um, I played around 30-some games, I believe. Um, go ahead and go watch real, real live ball of me and uh, see how I am as a competitor. Um, my dad put me in football when I was four. My mom didn't let me play tackle football my first year. Um, I thought I was going to love it. Um, at four years old, I did. And um, the next year after that, I was, I was a bit too aggressive for flag football, so my mom let me, uh, she let me play tackle. And, from there, fell in love even more. 
Uh, by the time I hit 11 or 12, I told my dad that this is what I wanted to do, and we, we put together a plan, and um, you know, he's helped me every, every part of the way. All right, thank you to the NFL Network for that sound. That is Caleb Williams speaking at the Combine. He also um, he said uh, being the likely number one overall pick, I put in all the hard work, all the time, effort, energy into being that. I don't think of a plan B. <laughs> Everything you hear, he sounds very smooth and confident. He sounds very capable of handling himself in these type of situations. He doesn't seem like anybody who's going to wilt at the pressure of being in a market like Chicago. It sounds like somebody who would thrive under that. And the more you hear, the more you want to hear. We're just getting to know him, I suppose. What we have known about him before has been really speculation. A lot of of things that he'll have to address and continue to address. But, Mully... in just that little snippet, four and a half minutes or whatever it was, strong first impression. Yes. And overall, it looks like he's connecting with the audience and answering the questions and not afraid to address things like his height and his size. I love that answer. I don't play for fame, Williams said. I don't play for money. I don't play for jewels and stuff like that. It's to go out there and win as many games as possible. And we heard him say, didn't hear him say, but read what he said to Pete Thamel about wanting to be an immortal. And he talks in terms of greatness. We just heard him say he wants to rewrite history. Rewrite history. And he's right about one thing. You know, the Bears with a um, a 7-10 and record, you know, maybe 8-9. But, but, uh, yeah, they should have won that one game. Does that mean he thought they should have won 8? Yeah, they should have won he 10. Said, you guessing Flucy already? Yeah, why are, we, why are we talking about it? But he did say that it's unusual they'd have the number one overall pick, and that is true. Having the pick for Carolina, the Bears, as the general manager told the website, are in a position to start uh, building their team up. That's that's why I think it's the good awareness. The foundation is there. That he, good awareness. He knows that He reality, knows that what they have done. Excellent. To, and, and the defense is ready to – Take that next step. Yeah, the offense is missing a key piece. He's it in in the minds of the Bears. Yes, they need another weapon so he can thrive and flourish. I think they need an offensive line. They need a lot of things, but his awareness of the Bears is is in, encouraging, and I think that you want him to be as aware of what he's walking into. And it sounds like he's done his homework. And you know, everyone can't draft him. There's only one of them. So he's only going to do the medicals with the teams that could basically draft him, the teams that he goes and visits. He'll visit probably five to seven teams, would you I, expect? You know, I, I wonder about that. I do. I wonder um, how many of those teams are legitimate choices well, that, or I mean, options. Like he had meetings, and we went through yeah. where they're at and what the – is he going to visit the Minnesota Vikings? My sense would be yes. Why? Well, if you met with them in Indianapolis, my sense would be they would have a reason to bring you to their but, but, facility. But I want to know why. Is there a circumstance in your mind where the Bears are trading the number one overall pick to a division rival? No. At number 12, right? No. Are they at 12? They're Minnesota? 12 or 13. It, I, no. It doesn't make sense to me. It only makes sense if the Bears – I think if you're Caleb Williams in his camp, and this is a hypothetical, yeah, I'm just but if asking. you're convinced that maybe the Bears have reservations about drafting you, mm. 
So they're going to well then you know make a deal visit or, Washington or visit their second. I'm just yeah. saying, where are they? How are how are, would the Vikings be involved in this in any fashion? Their name was a surprise on the list of teams that yeah. they were yeah. visiting with Caleb Williams. But I just don't know in the NFL if you can assume all these things are as certain as we make them sound. So it does seem like the Bears would be foolish to, to trade out of the number one overall spot. The Washington Commanders would be next, and I think that makes a lot of sense for them to consider Caleb Williams. Don't know where the Vikings fit in. If I were Caleb Williams, I'm taking as few of visits as possible. I like this one. There's a, a texter saying basically – He's trying to figure it out. So we're trading Reggie Theus and drafting Michael. Let's go. <laughs> That's a good historical comparison. And there's a lot of parallels you could draw there. This is not necessarily the player you expect to be the best ever at his position. This is not the Michael Jordan of quarterbacks. But he is going to be somebody that elevates the franchise and organization and makes everyone around him better. And is probably... Once you draft him on a track to become the best ever at the in your at the position the Bears have ever had. That's the expectation. That's all. That's all. Just come here and be the best who has ever played the position for this organization, the charter franchise. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to continue to get as much of this audio as we can. We're going to bring in Greg Cosell. From NFL Films, he's been breaking down tape his whole life, and we'll uh, we'll find out what he sees when he breaks down tape of uh, of a certain uh, Caleb Williams. It's Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio six seven. The score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
I mean, the Bears are, was an eight and nine team last year, um, I believe, and uh, seven and seven to ten. Sorry, and and um, you know that's that's pretty good for a team that has the first pick. Um, and and they got a good defense. Um, they got good players on offense. Um, and and you know it's it's pretty exciting. You know if you could go into a situation like that. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. That is the voice of Caleb Williams talking about the situation here in Chicago, and it is an exciting story, and we are delighted to bring in long-time NFL films, decades-long time, uh, the great Greg Cosell NFL matchup on ESPN. I think he does some work with the 30 the 33rd team, always uh, fun to uh, get a chance to talk to, to Greg. Now joining us on the Circa Sports Illinois Hotline is Greg Cosell. Download that Circa Sports app today. Greg, good morning. How are you? Mike, what's happening? Good to be with you guys. We appreciate it, and it's great to catch up with you. And certainly, Caleb Williams, you know, what do you do with Justin Fields? He's going to be traded. This has been the ongoing story, I think, out of the Combine and certainly uh, in Chicago, the idea of going to Caleb Williams. We keep hearing different things about him. Great to hear him speak today. But when you break down the tape, Greg, what do you see? Is he the generational talent that we're being told he is? We don't want to ever use that word, Mike. We never (laughs) want to use the word generational. Didn't we learn our lesson over the years? I mean, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, there's a generational player every year. So I I don't think we want to use that word ever. Um, But Williams is obviously a really, really good prospect. Um, You know, he's not a big guy. Um, He's not an explosive athlete, but he has a great feel for movement. The one thing I really, really like about him is he controls the ball really well. And by that, I mean... He knows where it's going. A lot of people don't think about that. You know, you can do every single thing right as a quarterback, but if you don't know where it's going when you turn it loose, then you've got nothing. And he really controls the ball exceptionally well. Um, you know, he's, he's the best part of his game right now is probably the off script above the X and O plays. Um, we'll see how all that plays out in the league. Um, obviously, you need to be able to play – within structure at a high level to be a great quarterback. He's certainly shown that on tape, but I wouldn't say that has been um, foundationally what he is on tape at USC. So he's a really good prospect. And well, I think that look to me, they're going to take him because you have to think about it from a coaching perspective. Mm -hmm. What happens if they keep Justin Fields and they start 0-4? Then Eberflus, you know, it's going to be like, well, you got to fire the coach. Whereas if you have Caleb Williams and you start 0-4, no one's going to say you got to fire the coach. Right. That's a great point, Greg. So we'll avoid the generational adjective. But if you had to say uh, and finish this sentence, Caleb Williams is the best quarterback prospect since, who would it be? And how wide is the gap between him and the next quarterback in this draft class? Well, I don't think it's a huge gap by any means. Um, you know, and I've done them all in great detail. Um the best quarterback prospect since who um, he's certainly nowhere near as refined as CJ Stroud. So, I mean, you know, I, I think we have to sort of pump the brakes a little bit on this. The guy's a really good prospect. There's been really good prospects. I don't think he's as good a prospect personally as Joe Burrow was, um, 
But that's, you know, maybe I'll be wrong. He, you know, Williams hasn't played in the NFL yet. He played two years in college. See, the Williams situation stems from the fact that since eighth grade, everybody's been talking about him as the number one pick in a draft. And, you know, in this world of social media, that just, you know, it just feeds on itself. I mean, you know, we'll see. He's a really good prospect. You know, I think you, you got to leave it at that. Hmm. I, I'm very curious when you um, when you say that there isn't this great gap between him and the next quarterback. Is he the number one pick in the draft? Not just because the Bears need to make it and because I think that's a great point. You know, if you if you draft a quarterback and you restart your clock, that guarantees right. you a certain amount of time uh, to Correct. watch him develop. And I'm just curious, if you're making the pick, are you taking him? Are you taking – Jaden Daniels, Drake May, how do you line them up as you break down the tape? I mean, I can tell you what I like, um, but I will tell you this. I've had numerous conversations. I'm at the Combine right now, obviously, in Indy. So, um, And all the quarterbacks spoke this morning. Obviously, you had a bite from Caleb Williams. um, But uh, I didn't get to hear him because I think all of Western civilization was standing in front of him while he was speaking. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) you know, but – you know, I, I've spoken to a number of offensive coaches who've been in this league 30 years who told me that they think Jaden Daniels is the number one quarterback in this draft. So, you know, you got, that's why I think you got to pump the brakes. And by the way, that doesn't mean Williams isn't a great prospect. Um, I really like Jaden Daniels myself. I'm very loath to make lists, guys. That's not what I do. I like to evaluate the players. You know, Williams and Daniels are different players. Drake May is a different player. They're different in how they play the game. You know, you have to decide – you know, what traits you really like, what traits you ascribe more value to. Um, you know, obviously, the people have made some comparison with Williams to Mahomes. I think you got to be careful about comparing anyone to Mahomes. He's an outlier. Um, so uh, I think that, you know, like I said, what, what you have now with the quarterbacks that are, are, that are sent to the NFL they're better athletes than they've ever been. So you have to decide where do you stand on the spectrum between the ability to function in a structured, defined pass game where you hit your back foot and deliver the ball with consistency versus your ability to make special off-script above the X and O plays. Where do you fall on that spectrum? If you lean more toward the latter, you'll love Caleb Williams. If you lean more toward the former, you might love, uh, you know, Jaden Daniels a little more, who actually plays very well within structure, even though he's a dynamic athlete. So, and again, that's not to say Williams can't play within structure, but, you know, it all depends on where you fall on that spectrum. In that context, how would you evaluate J.J. McCarthy, uh, who could be the fourth quarterback taken, which may have less to do with what people see on tape and more to do with what they are dealing with in need? Yeah, McCarthy's a guy that I think you have to project a little bit because he played – Look, he played in a really defined offense. Uh, run game was first. Great O-line, for the most part, wasn't asked to throw the ball a lot. Um, I think he's got, you know, a, a good arm, but nothing special. Uh, but he is very athletic. Um, you know, obviously he understands the whole context of how to play in an offense in which it's not built around him. So he understands all that. Um I think you have to project a little bit with him as to what you think he can be. The, to me, there's a projection there. Um, he's a great kid from everything I've been told. I know he's a Chicago kid, right. so you guys probably know a little bit about him. Um, you know, uh, 
So, you know, I, I think that he's the kind of guy where I could easily see in three years that he's a quality starter. I, I, I'd i be a little loath right now to say that he'd be like a top three quarterback in the league in three years. But I think developmentally wise, he could be a really solid player. It's really fascinating to think. About, you know, the old adage was always, what does a player get when he comes into the NFL? He gets two things he's never really had time and money where you're kind of left to your right. own device and you got a lot of money um, with the NIL, with a guy like a Caleb Williams coming in with uh, supposedly reportedly $10 million in net worth. Does that change the evaluation in any way? You know, he can deal with the money. Um, I'm just curious if you look at him with the decision not to do the medical, that's unusual. He's going to do it for the teams that he visits. I don't know how many teams he's planning on visiting. Um, well, there are differences here than we've seen before. Yeah, and this is, this is stuff, I mean, I'm going to be honest, that's stuff I don't know about, but it just speaks to the fact that there's so many variables when you evaluate quarterbacks and their transition to the league. Uh, and, and that's why it's not an exact science. Um, you know, you can look at traits. Traits are one thing. Um, but then how do those traits translate within the context of a specific offense? Different coaches ascribe different values to certain traits. I mean, I'll give you a great example. I remember and I'm not going to mention the coach's name because it's not necessary and I wouldn't do that. But a coach I spoke to the year Patrick Mahomes came out. OK, one of the best offensive minds in the game. All right. And everybody would say that. And he said to me, I can't draft Patrick Mahomes. He says, I work 16 hours a day. I have no idea if he's going to do what we coach. Now, now it sounds silly to say that, of course, right. you know, cause, but I mean, you know, coaches think about that kind of stuff, you know, and some coaches will think about that with Caleb Williams. Now, that doesn't mean he's not going to be a great player. There's so many variables here. And everybody, you know, with social media now, everybody wants everything to be, you know, black and white. Well, you know. People might come away from me talking to you this morning and think, well, Cosell doesn't like Caleb Williams. That's not what I'm saying. He's got great traits. I think he's a really good prospect. The fact that I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this guy is slam dunk, he's going to be the best quarterback in the league in two years, doesn't mean I don't think he's a really good prospect. How about Joe Walt from Notre Dame? He has been described as a sure thing because of his pedigree and his bloodlines, and I wonder if you agree or not that he is the best offensive tackle available. Um, I do not fancy myself an offensive line guru, although I, I know offensive line coaches who tell me I know more than I think I know. So I'll tell you this. Um, there's a couple of things about Joe Alt that concern me, and I've spoken to coaches about it. It concerns them as well. Um, Joe Alt is a very passive player. Um, he doesn't strike with his hands. He doesn't use his hands particularly well. Now, that's teachable. That's coachable. But he's probably been playing that way his whole life. Mm. So that doesn't automatically mean it gets fixed. And he's a good, not great athlete. Like, he's not Joe Thomas, okay? He's long, and he's a plus athlete, but he's not a great athlete. So different coaches, I can tell you for a fact, different O-line coaches teach different ways to use your hands. But his hands are very passive. He's not a striker. And to me, I would like to see a little more striking physicality in pass pro than he shows on film. There are a lot of acclaimed wide receivers. There are three guys considered uh, to be top 10 picks. We know that if there's a run on quarterbacks, that's going to change things. Marvin Harrison Jr. obviously is the, uh, 
is the premier guy not doing anything at the combine again. Um, you know, his dad was a Hall of Fame player. Right. It's all there on tape. What do you see from this receiver class and from those three guys in particular? But it's a really good class. I've done probably about 15 to 18 receivers at this point in time. Uh, that's the position I've, I've done the most detail on. Um, you know, obviously, to me, Marvin's number one. I love Malik Neighbors. I think he's clearly number two in my view. Um, you know, Adunze, I think, is, is, is a certain kind of receiver. He's a big boundary X. He can make contested catches. Um, you know, he can win at the catch point, which is, you know, think of the receiver position this way. There's three things, and I'm giving you sort of the Cliff Notes version of it, but there's three things that are really critical. You've got to be able to defeat, defeat press. You've got to be able to separate at the top of your route stem, and you've got to be able to win at the catch point. He can do two of those things really well. He can defeat press, and he can win at the catch point. He's not a great separator. In some ways, he's similar to me to Drake London, who came out of USC a few years ago. I don't know if you guys remember yes. him coming out. Yes. Um, you know, he's similar to that. I think he's a, you know, a, a good prospect. I, to me, he's not at, at the level of Harrison and neighbors. But again, a, a, a strong prospect. When you look at edge rushers and you see the way that some of them performed uh, uh, yesterday running the uh, yeah, 40, dome. Yeah. oh my gosh, how, how do you – how do you factor that into your film evaluation? And as a guy who is such a uh, – you study film so well and you, d- you devote so much time to that, do you bristle at some of these guys who shoot up the charts because of what they do at the combine, which has very little to do with what they show on tape? Um, I think for me, and again, different people see this differently, so I'm not saying I'm right. For me, like when Chop Robinson runs a four four eight which he did yesterday, that didn't surprise me because I've watched his tape. And, uh, I mean, you're in, in Big Ten country, so, you know, you're familiar with Penn State. Um, you know, this guy, you see that on tape. Chop Robinson, for a lot of people, the guy that, that came to my mind, not in terms of the way they play, but he didn't have, quote-unquote, big-time production in terms of sacks. And someone like Daniil Hunter, you know, he had Daniil Hunter had seven sacks in three years at LSU, and there are a lot of people who said, well, this guy, you know, he doesn't have any production. And we know what he's done in the NFL. Um, Chop Robinson, to me, is like that. You put on the tape, and I've probably watched 10 games of Chop Robinson, and he is one freaking explosive athlete now. So what he did yesterday at the Combine didn't surprise me in the least. Yeah, it's extraordinary to see a guy of that size. They said it's the first time in 20 years that a, a guy over 250 – ran that kind of 40 time. The last one was Vernon Davis. So, I mean, yeah. you know, a, right, a right, tight end. Right. I mean, holy cow. The other the other kid who really stood out yesterday uh, to me, and again, there were about 10 guys I thought really stood out. You know, I was in the Dome, obviously, was the uh, Peyton Wilson kid, the linebacker from uh, NC State. He really stood out in, in the drills. Wow. Yeah, it, it's fun stuff, uh, Greg. Hey, thanks a ton. Great catching up with you. We're going to tap the brakes a little bit. Uh, I think that's a wise thing to do. The process. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's a good idea, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks so much. That is Greg Cosell from NFL Films. Speak for yourself. What? (laughs) Tap the brakes. No, I think it's a a legitimate point that he made. It's a good point. It's a valid opinion. It's an opinion. It's another opinion. It's a good opinion. Respected one. Yeah. Tap the brakes if you want. I'm tapping everything, man. I'm Molly slowing down. That's, right. that's me in the that's that's me in the express lane.
See ya. Oh, man. 312-644-6767. We'll hear some more from Caleb Williams, and we'll talk about how well he stands out. Are you... Are you, I, I told you, I got a buddy who is convinced that Jaden Daniels is the top quarterback. I don't know where you get that from, but there you go. It's, uh, it's interesting stuff to think about and talk about. And you, what you want is separation. You want one player to be significantly, consensusly the best player. And I thought we had that. Maybe we tapped the brakes. Not David. Mullion on the score. Yeah, so for the medical stuff, I'll be doing the medical stuff, just not here in Indy. I'll be doing it at the team interviews. Um, you know, not 32 teams can draft me. Uh, there's only one of me. Um, and so uh, the teams that I go to for my visit, um, you know, those teams will have the, the medical, and, and, and that'll be it. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score of that is the voice of Caleb Williams. He was at the... At the combine, speaking to the uh, the free world, basically everybody, everyone there, everyone in the Greg NFL Cosell media, telling us you couldn't get near it. I don't have a problem with him limiting the medical information that's available and limiting it mm. to the teams interested in drafting him that he visits, because today's day and age, I think we have to respect people's right to their medical privacy. Mm-hmm. And we all do that, and I, and that's fine. 32 teams don't necessarily need to know everything about Caleb Williams' health history, past, or now if they want to engage in trade talks for him, and that's a different story down the road, these are hypotheticals, but I don't have any problem with that. It's not as, it's not as defiant as maybe it sounded going in, and hearing him explain it makes perfect sense. Um, and, you know, it, it's, we have a texter saying he talked about he'd be excited to play in Washington yeah, that was like one of the last questions was about his hometown team, and he said that. But I think the stuff that matters here is how he feels about the Bears. And um, let's take a listen. He said that um, he enjoyed his meeting with the Bears. Ten minutes is, is difficult to, to figure out if they're going to be able to develop you. Um, I enjoyed the meeting. Uh, it was a good meeting, but 10 minutes or, 10 minutes or so is, is pretty difficult. When you, when you look at the personal relationships that will be important at the next level, you talk to the Bears, what did you think of Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles in your meeting? Yeah, they were awesome. Um, I spoke to I spoke more about ball and things like that um, just because the interviews are so short. Um, so it was, it was more about them getting to know me, uh, getting, to, getting to test my mental, what I know, uh, the, base, you know the base things of, of, of what it takes to be a quarterback in the NFL. He said awesome. Yeah. They were awesome. He said they were awesome. That's better than what he could have said. If he would have been nonplussed, indifferent, or dismissive, it would have been news. But they were awesome. Here, here is, um, here's uh, Stacey Dales, our uh, wonderful guest, uh, weekly guest. Stacey uh, uh, tweeted out, I just asked Caleb Williams, what he wants to impress upon teams most in the short time he meets with them here in Indy. And he said he wants to go to a place that wants to win from the top 360 all the way down to the janitors, that everyone wants to win, that everyone's a part of that, and that we all take care of each other. I think Caleb Williams is winning the day. I say that's pretty good. I stuff. think he's winning the day. Yep. A lot of questions surrounding his personality, his relatability. 
Maybe is he going to be a little diva, come off a little bit arrogant? I don't think that in the limited time we've heard from him that that's the case at all. Is but, he tall enough, Mr. David? He, well, answer, he even answered he addressed that question. It. Yeah. And he evoked a familiar name. What do you say about your concerns over your height? Over my what? My height? Yeah. Um, it's the first time I'm hearing about my height and size. Um, you know, I'm around Aaron Rodgers' size and, and maybe weight, too. Uh, 215, uh, 220, and 6'1", 6'2". But has he been vaccinated? <laughs> you know, we had a texter that said, does that mean he's going to tell Green Bay that he owns them? <laughs> and he might. He might be the, he might he be might the guy. He might be the guy who owns them? It, yes. All right. If you're drafting him number one overall, he is your quarterback. You are drafting him with the idea that he will one day own the Packers, that you will be better than the Packers, that you are going to win the division and win a championship. So, yeah, he's the guy that's going to own the Packers mm. in the Bears' mind if they draft him. I, I think you better pump the brakes. Okay, Greg Cosell. <laughs> I'll pump the brakes. My, I'm, I'm, I'm running low on brake fluid, though, Molly. You know I'm in the express lane. And – I've got a lead foot when it comes to Caleb Williams. All gas, no brakes. I love the idea. He's coming across well. I know you're going to tell. I, look, I'm not it, telling it's you. It's just fun. I, it's fun. I, listen, I love the idea, too. I, I don't know that you can draft anyone else with the number one overall pick. I don't think, I don't think you saying, can. And, and legitimately expect to keep your job. Here's the thing, David. This, this, this happened to me. You know, Greg told us a different story about – uh, being told about Patrick Mahomes from a great offensive mind in the league, you can't. I can't coach that guy. And then look at what's happened. I spoke to a guy who was a future NFL general manager at the time. He was uh, he was a college guy, and he told me that you know it was a real hard call between Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf because Peyton Manning he might be as good as he's going to be. Right. And Ryan Leaf was a junior and was younger, and he had this sort of defiance as he taught. He had this look in his eye. Well, it turned out he was a pretty bad guy. He needed coached. And he, he, Peyton Manning was already the finished product. He didn't need to get a coached himself. There you go. So a lot of guys fell in love with the idea of, I can fix him. I will make him into this. I can save his career. He's already as good as he's Because coaches want to validate their own hard work. You hear that and you laugh at it. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I had that conversation. Conversation. You know the profession. This is th- th- this is full of guys who have the mentality that if only I could get my hands on him, I can take him and mold him and shape him into this Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, Caleb Williams is a much more finished product, right? Yes. Than a lot of these guys. So let's hope that they just take the gimme, make the easy choice and the right one. All right, we're going to uh, we're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to get back to this. We've got great audio. We're going to give you a whole bunch of it. First, we're going to bring in Scott Merkin. We're going to talk about the White Sox. The White Sox are a mystery team. Are they any good? When we see them win a couple games and suddenly they're three and five in spring training, it just means they're not the dogs of the league. Are they the dogs of the AL Central? We're going to ask him what he's seeing at camp, and we'll talk specifically about a couple of guys having some some uh, good performances, what it means, and how short are they 
We'll uh, talk to Scott Merkin next. Mullion Hall and School. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.